We've all heard the saying that money doesn't buy you happiness and some people really, really believe this. But they're also the same people that might go to work to a job they don't like and if suddenly they don't get paid to go to that job, it's all about money, right? So, in this podcast episode, whether you're watching this or listening to this, I really want to deep dive into what my sort of thought process is when I'm looking at money, investing and assets and things like that versus having a balance and how you can actually get happiness through money, but it's a flywheel. And if we start looking at this in a three-dimensional way, a cyclical process rather than just a transactional basis, I think that's the key to really getting you to understand the importance of financial education, but also making those actions count. So in this episode, that's exactly what we're going to discuss. Hey guys, my name's Ravi Sharma and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. I do apologize for not having put up a podcast, sit-down video like this before uh, for a couple of months now, actually. Uh, it's it's one of those things that you get into a groove of making YouTube videos and then you forget that you're not making other types of content. And for me, it's so important to just keep bringing out quality content for you guys at scale so that you guys can really just upgrade your own financial mindsets. And the conversations that come out of strategy sessions as a result of these videos bringing you into my community is actually really beneficial for me as well because I get to learn more about you guys. I get to learn more in general about how people are looking at things, how they're viewing, you know, investing, not investing, but more than that, you know, whether it's you guys coming to me in my emails and saying, hey, Ravi, have you considered this as an investment? Like, have you looked into this? And it really does prompt me to start looking in different directions. And for someone who's a keen learner on, in things that I'm passionate about, I really love that go back and forth, right? So, very thankful for the support that you guys have shown, not just for the podcast, for the YouTube channel, but also for the Facebook group. But before I continue, I really wanted to just let you know that I have some really, really exciting news coming out later this week. And I think it's just being fed through what you guys wanted a bit more of in terms of access, more time, more Q&A sort of stuff as well. And so, I've really now gone, okay, there is an offering that I can bring to the table that is mutually beneficial, you know, for the time that I put in versus you guys actually walking away with some value. So, keep an eye out for that. If you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, that's where I put up all my latest updates. And for things that I can put up on the fly, definitely follow me on Instagram because Instagram stories is where I live pretty much most of the time. So, why is this topic so important? And for me, it's one of those topics that sits right up the top. Anyone that knows me in my immediate circle, I'm someone who is very balanced in my approach when it comes to lifestyle, when it comes to money and how much time I'm trading for making an extra dollar. There is a lot that I leave on the table uh, and, you know, the people around me are constantly telling me that, Ravi, like, why aren't you charging for this or why are you doing this or why are you doing that? Can't you do it this way? And yeah, the truth is that I probably leave a lot more than I should on the table in terms of making or generating more income. But that's because inherently, I feel natural with some of those gut instinct moves that I make. You know, starting up this podcast or going on YouTube and making instead of one video a week, making three videos a week. These felt so natural. These movements felt so natural. And the same way is I didn't feel like I could sit down and have the time here with you guys during a session like this. 
is why it's been probably six or seven weeks since I did an episode like this. So moving forward, it's something that I've now really paid attention to because I went for a walk and you know, for some people that don't know, for the last six weeks, I haven't been able to walk because I fractured my foot. And so I've been sitting at home and whatnot. And what I realized was when I was on that walk, obviously I wanted to listen to a podcast. And so I listened and and I suddenly realized that there are a lot more people out there that want the audio version or they want to watch a YouTube video, but just the audio version and have the phone in their pocket. And I realized that when I went for that walk. So that's why I'm back, you know, six, seven weeks later because I was listening to podcasts back then, you know, going for walks, going to the gym or whatever it was, haven't been able to do that. And now I have, I now want to start going, okay, I, I realized the importance and I apologize. I'm continued you know, to be surprised by the lack of accountability and self-awareness that people have. Now, this is not having a go at people I've spoken to, whether it's via email or strategy sessions. I think as a whole, uh, you know, having conversations on the fly as well through my phone, emails, DMs, just realizing that so many people are in different spots, but yet we're all very similar, okay? And this is why I wanted to make this and it felt so natural to make this episode where happiness and this relationship with time and money is something people still don't understand. You know, I put out a lot of content and more than a lot of others in this industry and I will continue to do so because I don't think people really realize how important this is. And I make this because sometimes I can't have the conversations with even my family, friends or cousins where I can have this conversation and say, look, guys, we need to just pay a little bit more attention to this. Things are changing and there's a lot that's happening in the background that we aren't aware of, right? And I'm sure there's more there that I'm not aware of. And I find that every day I'm finding something new and that excites me, but it also scares me because when we really take a macro view at this, right? We have parts of the world that are going through incredible things, right? And I'm not saying in a good way. I'm saying social unrest, massive health concerns. Yet, we're also on this side of the world where, you know, I'm assuming majority of you guys are watching from Australia, but based on my statistics, there's some in the UK, some in Canada, some in the US. And what I find is that we are in a position where we should be super grateful But we also find ourselves very defensive because we think, oh my God, like life's really shit. And because it is, I'm in lockdown. I'm I'm sitting at home with my family. I've got food to eat and I'm, you know, I've got a roof over my head. Suddenly it doesn't seem so bad, right? And I'm not saying that everyone can sit at home for like, you know, weeks on end and, you know, it's natural. I know it's not, but we need to take some accountability and just realize that we've got it pretty freaking good. So, when it comes to being defensive or offensive, most people are finding themselves being defensive during this phase, whereas I'm going, how are you guys not being offensive? Because in three to five years time, when we really see this thing play out, when we have those conversations around real inflation, hyperinflation and things like that, not just in the country that you live in, but in other countries in the world, that all affects each other. Right, And so, when we start having conversations like that in in a couple of years' time, it's going to be too late. So, when we come to the choice of, well, you know, and I spend a lot of time thinking about this is, you know, I want to bring out more content to you guys, but how much content can someone learn about money and financial education? Like, how much do you guys want and how much of it is an overload? And so, I sit there and I say, well, the reason I keep bringing it out and it comes so naturally for me to keep wanting to educate is because I have a lot of feedback from you guys, whether you guys realize it or not, whether it's comments, DMs or emails, and I'm realizing that 
the message isn't getting through, right? And this is not just because of my content, the way that I present it. I think it's just in general, there is a lot that's missing in that gap. So we suddenly go, well, that's all well and good, Ravi, but no one taught me this. No one taught me financial education. I went to school, I went to uni, and then I went to you know a company where I could work and no one else talks about it. Yeah, but at what point does it get to, oh shit, like, you know, I'm old enough, I've got Google, <laughs> I've got the internet. Why aren't I taking accountability and really realizing that this is my problem? Like, I choose whether I want to learn something or not. I choose whether I make that action or not versus, oh, well, no, my parents weren't financially literate or they weren't, you know, upgrading their mindset. So why would I? Or I didn't get the chance to. So now I'm not going to do it. And I guess that leads me to a point where I think we're the weakest generation ever. <laughs> the people living in today's day and age is like, is phenomenal when, when I hear the excuses or I sit there on some Facebook groups that I'm part of, you know, a lot around that beginner sort of finance and financial groups. And I sit there and I just look at some of these people that are commenting or when someone's had a good win and the people that come into the comments and they just destroy them. I get some comments like that too and I have empathy for these people, but at the same time, I don't because how in 2021 have you not figured out that we need to pay attention to these things? It's you actively making a choice not to want to pay attention to it. And one of the biggest issues I have is when I'm bringing out this content and, you know, I'll have a, you know, when things will open, I'd go and meet someone that I haven't seen for a while and they go, oh, well, you know, things are going well on YouTube, huh? Like I haven't been watching your latest few videos, but yeah, um, and I'll go, okay, no, no problems. Like what else have you been doing? Oh, not much, like just Netflix and, you know, there's not really much to do, you know, really bored. Okay, how's work? Oh, I really hate it. Okay, so could you not just use an extra hour or five hours of your time to then put that into learning how this financial stress, you going to a job which causes, you know, emotional stress and realizing that that job or what you're doing in your daily tasks is causing spiritual stress because you aren't being fulfilled and you don't have a sense of purpose and you're not happy. How have you not figured out that the key to all of that is just get some education, take accountability and make shit happen, all right? And this leads me to my like my biggest mantra when I wake up in the morning. As I wake up and I go, okay, either I can make shit happen or shit happens to me, right? Just get shit done, right? In whatever way you feel like it's, you know, it needs to be softer in the morning for you to go, oh, like today's a good day. I can make, make things happen today. For me, I need to be direct, right? Because it's black and white. You either fluff around about it you go, oh yeah, I can make excuses or no, I don't have time or I didn't, I didn't have a good night's sleep or I'm hungry, you know, uh, breakfast, I need something nutritious before I can start thinking about that. Or you wake up and go, hey, I'm grateful as F that I've woken up today. I can walk, I can talk. That means I can get shit done. And you know what? It compounds. It's exponential. So when I talk about this flywheel, right? And I say, okay, well, People have gone so literate with this meaning where it's so basic. It's, oh, money doesn't buy you happiness, right? That does not equal that. And I get it. Like on a basic level, that doesn't equal that. I know it because there's people out there making a shitload of money, but because they're so insecure within what they make and what they do, they suddenly look at other people. There's always going to be someone who makes more money than you, has more assets than you, and there's always going to be someone who doesn't have as much money as you and doesn't have as many assets as you, okay? There's also on the flip side, more people that are going to be happier than you. They're going to have more time than you. 
and that's by choice, right? So it's the way that you look at it and your mindset, not just with investing, but in life in general, having that balance, like working the extra hour, is it worth it? Why are you doing it? I don't think we are processing things like humans anymore. Feel like, you know, I look out sometimes, um, you know, through my window and in the morning when I'm having like breakfast and whatever, and I can see people walking towards the train station. Not walking. It's like they, there's no thought process. Like it's just like we're so mechanical, we're so robotic, but we're not, we're not meant to be like this, right? And so the time, you know, Monday to Friday, we end up getting into this, oh, yep, switch, robot mode, work mode is what we like to call it. Go to work, come back. Oh no, I'm, I'm tired. I've worked 50 hours this week. I'm so tired. I've got the weekend. I deserve to relax. Okay, but you know, if we use some of that time we input that time into this flywheel. That time allows us to get more self-aware, which means, hey, we can figure out other shit that we like, right? And that in turn will lead to a side hustle, leads us to going, hey, I want to have a business of some sort in five, 10 years. All those skills that you try and build out means that you now have feathers in your cap, which means the next interview you go to, you're going to get that promotion or you're going to get the extra pay in that next job, right? You're upgrading. What happens is when you make more money, you buy more assets. The assets provide you cash flow and you know financial freedom and that in turn gives you time. So when you get time, you then lead to more happiness and that happiness allows you to go and make more money because if you're passionate about something, the amount of money you will make will be beyond what you can imagine right? I mean, I've been doing this for some time now and, you know, having gone and exited the corporate world and whatnot a few years ago, I can see that the earning potential is far superior to anything, anything else I've seen when it goes to like the corporate hierarchy. And, you know, now when I'm dealing with clients that are at C-level executives, right? And they've worked for 30, 40 years to get there. And now we're having conversations around, hey, maybe you should invest your assets and you get time back. That's all they're saying. They're like, I work too hard. I have no family life. You know, oh, I've been divorced or this and that. I want time back. But Ravi, I don't know how. And the truth is, is because I've been in that corporate environment, right? I was there, you know, I worked there and I was like, oh, this is fantastic. I have a sense of belonging. You know, I get in and I'm involved and it's, it's awesome, right? But the thing is, you, you hang around with a herd. You get that herd mentality. Now, the way that I see it is there's nothing wrong with working a job, okay? Most people should stick to a nine-to-five job and it's probably going to bring them the most happiness, most financial freedom because it gives them confidence and allows them to have some sort of structure because they don't have in their mind, they're not wired to go, oh, I'm going to start a business, right? It's not for everyone. And so, totally understand that. But what happens is because we spend so much time with this herd, we then have this herd mentality and that herd mentality is what leads 99% of people to do what 99% of people will do, which is, right, the alternative to the 1%. So the 99% are the people that do everything the same way, limit their beliefs with their traditional thinking and thought process, and will go out there, and let's say we're talking about real estate, they go out there, they purchase their first home, get the buyer's grants, okay, I'm going to live in this place, I'm probably going to buy another place, because... I'm doing what everyone else is doing, which is, oh, you know, Frank came into work and he said that he's got like a bigger house or, you know, Alison went on the weekend and she went to the auction and she paid $30,000 above what she thought she could afford. But hey, you know what? It looks really nice. Now she's got five bedrooms instead of four. Does she need the fifth? No. There can be a spare bedroom when a guest comes over. 
okay, <laughs> right? But we surround ourselves with these people and then we think about it the same way they do. But then when it comes to, oh, well, I want to live the 1% life. I want to go and escape. I want to do financial freedom. I want to live financially independent and retire early. Why would you go and listen to the 99% of people? It doesn't make sense, right? If I want the advice to go, how do I go up the corporate ladder? How do I do these things within this specific job? I'll go to the 99% of people in that herd and go, okay, tell me how. But if you want to live the 1% life, which by the way, like I talk about things being quite simple, quite easy and easy to understand. It's not easy. It's not easy, you know, starting up a company, starting up a business. You fail numerous times. You look at things like investing in real estate. Do you know how much risk you have to take to do that without having the adequate education and research? Like these things aren't easy, but they're made easier if you, you know, leverage other people's experiences. If you go out there and you say, I'm going to learn and I'm willing to take accountability for these things, then yeah, okay, it becomes easier. doesn't mean it's easy because if it were easy, then 99% of people wouldn't be 99% of people. It'd probably be like 30, 70, right? And a lot more people would get to live life on their own terms and live life, you know, debt-free if that's what you want, financially free and not relying on your nine-to-five job. But that's not the reality. So in my thought process of how I look at happiness, money and time, that flywheel is how I look at motivating myself for what I do, right? You can have all the money you want. But at the end of the day, that's you, right? You've got different goals to what I do. And same thing is for me, for someone else. And so as soon as I realized that, and I didn't realize it for a long time, right? It took me time to be in this space, talk to different people, learn, read books, and understand that from those 1% of people, right? That they aren't looking at life the same way. You know, money doesn't mean the same things. And it's almost a paradox where you're going, I want to make more money so that I can do things I love but you need to do things you love in order to make more money. And then in that, in turn, will give you more time to, you know, be happy. And so when you start early, you have the advantage of compounding growth, right? Now, when I say early, you might be listening to this and you're 25. You might be listening to this and you're like 16. Well, I mean, amazing that you're listening to this because I wasn't when I was 16. Or you could be in your 50s. At the end of the day, it's all relative, right? Because if you start now, you're still going to think you're early in five years time. It's like, oh shit, I'm glad I started when I did. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter about your age. It's what you are doing with that time. If you're simply going, oh, well, you know, I'm 30, but then you plan for the next 30 years to do what everyone else does and work, you know, nine to five and not really have an amazing life, you know, being able to explore things, try new things, whatever, well, then you're pretty much dead anyway, right? So you're not young. But if you are at that age and you're feeling like, hey, you know what? I want to make a difference. I want to take action. You have compounding growth and it's exponential. So you get rewarded by the system, right? To start early. So it blows my mind when someone goes, oh, no, nah, I'm like, I don't want that. You know, I remember having conversations with my school friends and going, oh, you know, at the age of 21, 22. And I was like, hey guys, you know, I, I bought my first property. And they're like, why would you do that? Like, why would you take on debt? That's so dumb. And, I was, and it was at that moment I realized that we're probably heading in two different directions, right? And so I tried to share my education at the time and I had little education, right? And, and I'm showing like, oh, this is what I think is going to happen, blah, 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 blah. And, and it was like, nah, that's dumb. I, I don't know what you're thinking. Okay. So fast forward, you know, six, seven, eight years later and those same friends are now going, oh, like I watch your videos, man. Like that's awesome. I'm, I'm wanting to buy my first place or I've, I've got my first place. I want to now scale up my portfolio because, 
you know, I'm still stuck in that grad job when we met seven years ago, right? And, and that's the reality is things change. But if you don't make those changes happen, they just happen for you. And they don't happen in the favor that you want them to. Now, the reason it's more important is because the stuff that's happening in the wider economy across the world is scary, right? And and I don't say that to sort of cause fear or whatever. It's now time to really figure out what you want to do and make that decisive move very, very intentional, okay? If you make it intentional, over the next three years, you're going to be rewarded quite attractively. And what I mean by that is, no, I don't think you should go and quit your job. But what I think you need to start doing is you need to start making intentional moves towards making this a priority. Whether it's getting education from my channel, whether it's going out there and doing the online course, Confusion to Clarity, whether it's going and listening to someone else on YouTube or podcasts or reading books, it doesn't matter. What's important is you're taking the information, you need to test it, you need to act on it, okay? So you need to get this investing muscle start working because the quicker you make it work, the easier it becomes, right? You start getting you know, familiar with those feelings. Oh, okay, emotions, this is how I can control it. Now I'm becoming more logical around my purchases or the investing. Why am I investing? Well, someone at work who lives in the 99% of the herd is now gonna question me why I'm investing in this particular thing. Oh shit, if I don't know, I'm gonna get, you know, caught up in it. Now emotionally, I've got buyer's remorse as well, but I'm listening to the wrong people. Stop listening to these people. Listen to the ones that are actually going out there and doing shit, right? So I guess for me, it's a balance, right? I don't think money is everything, but I can tell you now for a lot of people, it means a lot more than they actually put out. Same thing is you go to a job. If I say tomorrow, don't go to a job, right? Or go to the job, but you're not going to get paid. Oh, no, I'm not going. Why would I do that? Oh, suddenly money is important, is it? So that's the same thing I'm trying to say here is that if you're early, if you're young, start making those moves now because the reality is you're going to have to work. Now, for me, I would rather work on something I enjoy because it doesn't feel like work anymore, right? There's aspects there you may not enjoy, but that's natural. If out of the 40-hour work week, there's only two hours I don't like, right? I'm enjoying it for 38 hours. And you know what? When I'm in a happy place during those five days, I'm going and leading that into my weekend to happy conversations with people around me. I'm doing things that are making me more happier. And in general, that is attractive. So you start attracting people around you as well and that energy starts flowing through versus you go to a job you don't like for 40 hours a week, you come home, you feel entitled, you deserve a break. So you do shit that's more negative anyway. Maybe it's binge eating, maybe it's watch binge TV, doing things that aren't gonna bring you any sort of value and you're going, oh, I'm de-stressing and all that garbage, right? And then you go, and bring that into your weekend, bring it into your family life and whatnot. How do you expect someone to be happy if they're not happy for like 80% of their working week, right? Or their entire week in general. So it's a flywheel. The more money equals more investments and more time, which equals more happiness. And that happiness then rolls over into more money and you continue that flywheel. And as you build momentum, the earlier you start, you start multiplying the effects of it. And that's you know pretty much what I try and, I guess, prompt you guys to start thinking about. It's that it's not just, oh, it's one property. Oh, it's just one share. It's just one Bitcoin. You know what I mean? It's not about that. That's the literal meeting. It's going beyond that and looking at the macro, stepping out a bit and going, oh shit, like this is 
part of a bigger piece of the puzzle. And that's what I want you guys to start thinking about. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. I hope that you have enjoyed this. If you are listening to this on a podcast player, leave a review because this is what will prompt other people to want to go and get some value from this. So if you've got some value, don't just keep it to yourself. Let's share this information to more people. The same thing if you're watching this on YouTube smash that like button, subscribe because there's a bunch of you guys that watch and keep watching the videos but don't subscribe and it means a lot. So, you know, for the algorithm plus supporting the channel, it does mean a lot. Just press that red button and I'll catch you guys in the next video. Thanks guys.